You are listening to The Book Judge, a podcast about books that you should read if you're interested in business. I'm your host, Conrad Chua. This is a curated reading list to give you a better grip on how to approach the complex issues that businesses face. I'd love to hear from you on what you like about the show or what else I should do. The best way to do that is to leave a review on the podcast player that you're using, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I'll feature your comments on future episodes. Now on to the show. Many people come to business school to learn what they say are the hard subjects. Think finance, accounting, strategy. But when I speak to alums, it's the so-called soft skill classes that they remember. It's the case here in Cambridge where I work, and as it turns out, it's also the case in Stanford Graduate School of Business, or the GSB. Interpersonal Dynamics is an optional course that more than 80% of Stanford GSB MBAs sign up for. And this is for a course that students call the touchy-feely course. Now, the two people who have been course directors for decades, David Bradford and Carol Robin, have written a book about this course. It's called Connect, and the book was suggested to me by a faculty member here at Cambridge who's adopted interpersonal dynamics for the Masters in Accounting program. The main point of this book is that we need to focus on emotions and build exceptional relationships. Exceptional relationships help both parties grow, develop, and manage conflict productively. The first step is you have to share more about yourself and accept the vulnerability that comes with it. Claire and David draw the distinction between posting a pithy social media status update and genuine sharing of your emotions. And they're not saying you have to share everything about yourself to everyone, but you need to share the parts of yourself that are important to that particular relationship you're trying to make exceptional. The second step is to accept feedback and conflict. They make the point that challenging someone, if done correctly, can be a great way to support that other person. Of course, most people do this the wrong way, and end up deflating those they're trying to help. Or maybe they were not even trying to help in the first place, but to put others down so they can feel better about themselves. So far, all this sounds pretty basic and well understood, but the power of the interpersonal dynamics course is that when people start talking to each other, they realize how difficult each of the steps are. Sharing something about yourself to a classmate makes yourself vulnerable in ways you never thought of before. Students have opened up about their prejudices, their marital problems, and childhood difficulties, and it seems like an open box of tissues is an essential item in this course. Early on in the book, I started thinking that this emphasis on exceptional relationships was just too much. It sounded so tiring and emotionally draining. Thankfully, the authors say that you don't need to have exceptional relationships with everyone you'll only have exceptional relationships with a small number of people because these relationships take a lot of work. And the relationships will keep getting deeper and require you to keep working on them so that they continue being exceptional. This book is based on the learnings from a business school course that is taught in small groups. Everyone in the group has to open up, share, and listen to everyone else. All the learning comes from that interaction, 
and presents a challenge for the authors. How do you put all that down in a book? The authors get around this issue by structuring the book around ongoing relationships that get stronger or take turns for the worse as each chapter unfolds. The authors then forensically examine each piece of dialogue to show you how the protagonist could have handled the conversation better or where they seized an opportunity to deepen that relationship. The authors try to get you involved and so include some exercises at the end of each book. To get the most out of the book, you will have to set aside time and space to do these exercises. And I can tell you they're not easy. These exercises comprise self-reflection and then you have to apply them in real life. You have to choose a relationship, initiate a discussion, and come back to the chapter to make sense of what happened. It's a lot more work than you think, and you should approach this book like a field guide, a manual that you come back to to check how you're progressing in your relationships. This is the part of the podcast where I place a spotlight on one part of the book that you can use immediately in your business or in an interview or just to impress your business school friends. I call this the Did You Know section. This chapter called Feedback is the Breakfast of Champions. It's a quote attributed to the chairman of the airline JetBlue and much of the book is spent on how to give and how to receive feedback. It's the bedrock of any exceptional relationship But boy, is it difficult to achieve. The authors have this idea of a tennis match to describe how to approach a feedback conversation. The idea is, only you know how you feel. You don't know how the other person feels. But both of you can observe each other's behaviours. Feedback conversations go awry when either one of the people cross the net. That's what the authors call it. This is when you assume you know what the other person's feelings are or you ascribe motives and pass judgment on their personality. If you think of the feedback conversation as an ongoing tennis match, then you have to open up a bit about your emotions as they pertain to the other person's behaviour and let the other person do the same. And so on. One thing that trips up a lot of people is when they say they feel something when they're actually expressing an opinion. A useful rule of thumb in the book is to stop yourself if you say the word that after the words I feel. When you say, I feel that, you're not actually sharing your emotions. Instead, you're actually jumping ahead to ascribe motives or opinions. Like, I feel that you're being difficult and stubborn. Instead of saying, I feel frustrated, when you didn't do this one piece of work that was agreed at the meeting. All the chapters on feedback got me thinking about the worst feedback conversation I ever had. It was about six years ago, and it still hurts when I think about how badly I handled the situation. I was giving an annual performance review to one of my team members, and this person had her defences all up because we'd been having a pretty rocky working relationship up to that point. I had noticed little instances, but I dismiss these warning signs as what the book calls pinches. Of course, when you don't tackle a pinch, as in when they um, 
happen. They start to accumulate, and very soon they get out of control. And this is exactly what happened at the performance review meeting. The meeting got off to a really bad start when I committed another classic mistake identified in the book. I used the feedback sandwich. I started by saying something positive, thinking this would soften the other person. Of course, what it did was get her defenses way, way, way up, and the conversation just went downhill from there. It ended with her physically turning her body ninety degrees away from me as I was talking. Yes, I was talking to a side profile. Now that was a conversation and a relationship that I sh- really should have done better at. I wish I had this book or taken the course to understand what I could have done better at the time, and at least I now have some basis to think how I can go ahead and repair the working relationship. A large proportion of business school classes deal with change management, and the reality is that change is difficult because people, for whatever reasons, resist change. In my younger days, my natural instinct was to get frustrated when confronted with people who resisted change. I thought they were just set in their ways and needed to be brushed aside. <laughs> I've mellowed since, and I now realize that change does spark emotions in people, and the first step is to recognize that every person's emotions. And needs are legitimate. The book refers to MIT professor Richard Beckard, who says that for things to happen, the resistance to change has to be less than the product of dissatisfaction, vision, and first steps. Or, if you prefer full mathematics, R is less than D times V times F. Dissatisfaction means you need to be aware of the cost of your present behavior. Vision means. You need to see the benefit of new behavior, and that changing your behavior is worth it. And lastly, first steps mean you can see a path for change. In a way, this is a playbook for how to approach what could be a series of conversations on the road to change. It means being open to changing your own mind about the state of affairs, and being prepared to be vulnerable. Another idea I found very useful was the statement that. In building relationships, a straight line is sometimes the longest distance between two points. This happens when you start talking about one thing, and the discussions lead to something else. Now, that something else is usually a more important, deeper driver than what you'd originally thought. I still commit this error of trying to budget and advance the time for conversations. Now, that works if topics are cut and dry, and it's great if I. Want to just power through a to-do list, but it's terrible when deeper issues are surface. Those sort of conversations take time, and you never know beforehand how long it's going to take. After reading this book, I've resolved that when warning signs light up, I won't ignore these pinches, but schedule follow-up conversations to understand the other side. That's all for this episode of the Book Church. If you like what you hear, I want to ask one favor. Tell one other person about the show and encourage them to listen. You can subscribe to this podcast through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, leave a rating and review. It helps others discover the show. Leaving a review will be your way to pass comments about the show to me. 
Till next time, this is your book, Judge Conrad Chua.